Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you that we have the mind of Christ, Lord, and that we remember everything that you've told us, God. We thank you for your written and your spoken word, God. We thank you for all that you've equipped us with, Lord, the whole armor of God. We thank you for our brothers and sisters in Christ, our partners and our listeners, Lord, that they're being built up, encouraged, and they are going forth and preaching the gospel and doing your works, Lord, as you have called them each to their uh, their division, Lord, and the path that you have for them. And we thank you for spending time with them this morning and getting time in the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' amen. name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us, both our listeners and especially our partners, who we are constantly keeping in prayer. We'd just like to thank you all for joining us. And you know, for our partners, we'd definitely like to, to say thank you for just the blessing you are, not just to us, although you are definitely a blessing to us, mm-hmm. but to the many multitudes literally around the world that are blessed by you and and all the support, and I'll say, again, partnering with us in the labor that this ministry is called to do. We definitely are appreciative and thankful, Lord, for you and your prayers and for sowing into the ministry and for liking and sharing these episodes with others on and subscribing on the number of pl- platforms where you can find this, this podcast and this ministry on. Mm-hmm. So that way the message is preached quite literally around the world. for others so they can grow in their relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. So thank you for all of that. Mm -hmm. And now on to the word, shall we? Amen. We're still in Acts. For those of you that are joining us, we're in chapter 15, and we are continuing our study and discussion on verses 32 through 41. If you're just joining us and you haven't had the opportunity to read that section of scripture, I'd strongly encourage you to take the time and opportunity now to pause the episode and read through that section of scripture just to aid in what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and to help follow along in this discussion. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, now at this time, the floor is open. For each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you have. So, who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. Um, something the Lord had showed me was He had called um Paul and Barnabas to be a, a unit, a pair, if you will, a team, and mm-hmm. we see that the this contention that they have over John Mark is, um they're separating from the will of God. So instead of them remaining together and asking the Lord to intervene on their behalf and sort matters out, they separated themselves and went their own way, both from their each other, each other and from the Lord. And another um, thing that I, I saw when the Lord was showing me this was 
with John Mark, where did he come in? Did God tell you to bring him in the first place? Or did you go, I think this is a good idea. Let's bring him along. We, um, I've experienced that in my own life where God has told me to do something. I'm like, well, Lord, I think you need to lay the cherry on that. And I'm, I'm going to do this. And later it causes me trouble. So I'm wondering if. Well, not just you. That, that's for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it brings, um, I'll say extra sometimes burden mm-hmm. or extra weight extra um just extra, <laughs> extra to the not, whole structure goodness right <laughs> to, to, to the whole structure mm-hmm. in galatians um paul writes and says which of you having begun in the spirit can now be made perfect in the flesh and that's what we do we get like we get an idea from god or you know he speaks one part of it and then we're like okay great we, we do the spiritual part up front and then we separate ourselves from God and start working in our flesh. And he's like, what? And in the, in the element, he, uh, the section of where he's talking, he's like, who bewitched you? Who fooled you? Who tricked mm-hmm. you? Who deluded you into believing such a foolish and ungodly idea? If it started in the spirit, it's only going to ever be perfected in the spirit. Your flesh is only going to mess it up because exactly. in your flesh dwells no good thing. It only has the capacity to ruin and make things up because it's governed by sin. Whereas the spirit man is not. So, uh, you know, I have lots of, uh, I'll just, I'll say questions about this, this section myself, because of that, right? We, we say this constantly, say what the Lord says to say, do what he says to do mm-hmm. in the manner he says to say it and do it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, did Barnabas hear from the Lord or does, is that just something he's like, hey, this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then... Another interesting thing is, who do they bring with them? Paul chose Silas. Well, we read in verse 32, Judas and Silas, themselves being? Prophets. Okay. And what is the job and role of a prophet? Well, it depends. So whether they're in the office of prophet or they have kind of just like a a ministry of encouragement, Mm -hmm. which I actually wrote down 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3, which tells us what the basic element of prophecy is, is for edification, exhortation, and comfort, which is what they did. They exhorted and they strengthened their brethren with many words. Mm -hmm. So they weren't necessarily declaring forth um, mysteries of God, like what we see maybe was Agabus that came and put the belt around Paul's belt and said, this is what's about to happen to you, right? That was different than what these gentlemen are doing here, a well, different... But in the comfort, because you said they're providing comfort, mm-hmm. there's two aspects of that word, right? It's, the, it's a warm, fuzzy blanket, so everybody feels all right. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the comfort is in a prompting. Yeah, so go do what God told you to do. Exactly, encouraged to go do, right? Mm-hmm. Now, and prophets, their job, their role, their function is also to... I'll say they operate or function as the mouthpiece of the Lord. Mm-hmm. This is what the Lord's saying. And then also apostles, while they also can hear from the Lord in that way, all right, no one's limited unless you have limited yourself. Mm-hmm. They take the word of the Lord and make it binding, right? In, in addition to starting churches of, and all those. Okay, so the word of God is not binding, like as in restrictive, but what do you mean by that when you say... So, so for the the ministries, the churches, the, the things that the Lord has them go do and start. They say, this is the word of the Lord. We are going to hold ourselves to this word. They make the framework and the structure exactly. for, for 
the body to be held accountable and to follow through. And by held accountable, it it's almost sounds like you're being held at knife point, you know, with your hands no, up no, against no. the wall. That's not what we're saying. But to be able to follow out the things of God, because there's clear vision, there's clear exactly. understanding, and there's clear, um, there's a clear framework and an administrative part of it in place so that the people can walk line by line, step by step exactly. to fulfill the things that God says. Now, when someone's in the office of prophet, office of prophet, and just prophe- prophesying kind of prophet, they're different. The office of prophet does have the authority to bring mm-hmm. correction and um, a revelatory direction from God. But the, I'll, I'll, call, I'll categorize it as capital P and lowercase p. Capital P would be the office of prophet that has the, the authority and the right to say, God is not pleased with this. Here's going to be the correction. This is what the word of the Lord is saying. Here's what's going to happen in the future. And the lowercase p would be the edification, exhortation, and comfort. Mm-hmm. That is just saying the Lord wants us to move forward. You know, be encouraged. God is on your side. It's more words that are consistent with that versus revealing some kind of unknown information. The lowercase p typically is announcing or reigniting something that's already been said and encouraging and admonishing on that. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I'll, I'll say it goes to my, my questions because the role of a prophet, right? You hear from the Lord, you know the Lord's voice. So if you're, you're going, did they hear from the Lord? It says later, right in verse 40, Paul and Silas departed being commended by the brethren. So I'll say the question I have before the Lord, I, I don't know the answer yet, right? Mm-hmm. Is, um, you know, I'll let the Lord reveal that mm-hmm. in his timing. But um, did anyone pause to hear from the Lord in this and to clear up the matter and the, the discord and the strife that clearly was operating and existing at this time mm-hmm. between the brethren of Christ? Right. And, you know, like previously in chapter 15, we, we mentioned this in the last podcast that they had just learned how to deal with mm-hmm. a, a potential for strife and dissension or the confusion that would have come out of some people, some people saying one thing and other people saying something different. What is your opinion, Holy Spirit? Did they cast that off because they said, OK, well, it's not that big a deal. It's just a small group. It's not a whole crowd of people and whole ministry being affected. It's just a couple of us and say. But the impact to all the people is great. Even though it's, the Lord said, Mm -hmm. a little leaven leavens the whole loaf. And it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. Exactly. So in looking at Mm -hmm. this, I have to go, wait a second. Examining ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And and problems you even prayed about, ought, right? And in one of these recent episodes, prayed about ought and forgiveness and all these things. Well, at what point do we, and, and honey, you brought this up, right, mm-hmm. in one of the episodes about unity in the faith. But it's also unity in love. Mm-hmm. It, the unity in the faith can't override our, uh, if we're not operating in love, it should not. Right. right? The, the operating in faith is op, is doing or functioning in what the Lord has called us to do, which stems from his love, and fulfilling the the commandment of love the Lord with all your mind, heart, body, soul, strength, or heart first, right? But then also love your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. not taking away from that. And then, well, I got to do the job, Lord, so I got to, that, that overrides my operating out of love right, towards my brethren. That's fleshly faith. Because Absolutely. when you look at the gifts of, I mean, the fruit of the Spirit, what are they? 
Love. It begins with love. Okay, go ahead and pull that up in Galatians. Um, but I'll read again Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. It says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. Exactly. That would be the love of God, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Now listen to this. This is verse 4. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. So he was saying that there. You can't say I'm operating in the God kind of faith, but you don't love your brother. You've missed it. Jesus right. smacked their faces with that a long time ago. You can't say that I'm I'm walking in unity. No, you're and you're denying the things of the Holy Spirit and you're denying God. No, you're not. You're walking in unity of colluding of flesh. So you're bringing out the exact point I'm trying to make. <laughs> exactly. The, so the uniting in the faith doesn't mean, uh, well, we'll take the Tower of Babel. They were all united. Mm -hmm. uh, the Lord acknowledged they were all united. But they were united in wrongdoing because it was an opposition to what the Lord wanted to have happen. So that's not unity in the faith. That's just unity. Well, and around because, a wrong thing. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is sometimes many have made an exchange. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For the faith as opposed to, well, well, the Lord asked us to do this thing, and this is, I'll say, the exchange between faith and religion, uh, just to make, state it plainly, mm -hmm. where many are walking around with, in religion or in a religious mindset, but claiming it's the faith, which has brought confusion to the people. And ultimately, it's united in and wrong to him because it's putting the traditions ahead of the traditions of the Lord in, as in the place of the relationship with the Lord. And so that would be traditions of man yes. being placed in, in, in the place of having relationship with God. Um, here's Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 12. It says, uh, well, I'll back up in verse 11. It says, He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers mm -hmm. for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knitted together by what every joint supplies according to the effect of working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So what you were talking about is people coming in with craftiness. Right. The Bible says that God is not the author of confusion, but where there is confusion, there's every evil work. And we know that comes out of carnality, that mm -hmm. comes out of fleshliness, that comes, that's um, demonic wisdom, I believe James calls it. It is sensual and carnal and demonic. So if it's causing confusion, that didn't come from the Lord. Right. If it's bringing unity in true faith and worship and fellowship towards God, that's the Lord. But if it's creating confusion and division, mm -mm, that's not him. And they're, everybody's claiming they're doing what the Lord said. Nope, there wouldn't be strife involved with it because strife is a, an indicator. It's a signal that what you're doing did not come from God. Exactly. That's the, all the points I was trying to bring about Amen. here Amen. in this. Like, so we can recognize it, see it, visualize it, understand it, and then 
not just in the scriptures, but use that to examine our own self as the mirror for us Mm -hmm. and our lives and how we're conducting and how our relationships and how we're interacting with our brethren and sistering in the Lord. Amen. You know, the word of God is a mirror for me, not my binoculars for you. Amen. I'm trying to see over into your yard and make sure you're doing right, but I'm not policing myself and using the word of God to monitor me. I've got the the speck I'm trying to pick out of your eye with some tweezers, but ignoring the plank in my own. Uh, that doesn't work. The word is my mirror first. Mm-hmm. Amen. Anything else? Um, just very quickly, I know we're coming up on time, and looking at Mark and the reasons he could have deserted, maybe it wasn't God's will for him to join them at that time. Maybe he wasn't ready. If God had put David on the throne the minute he anointed him, he probably would have been killed by Saul because he needed to learn how to follow the Lord um, in that role first. So if they had plunged Mark into this expedition with uh, Paul and Barnabas, maybe he wasn't prepared for that. He still needed time to grow up and mature. And then when God said it was time, then we could have probably avoided this whole contention and dissension and splitting of parties from each other and from the Lord. And now God has has to heal three different individuals, Mark, Paul, Barnabas, and restore all three relationships back to himself because now they're all going their own way and still trying to go, Lord bless it. And not to mention the churches that were affected. Oh, go ahead, honey. The the churches. It's not just the three brothers. You have their teachers. They're, right, they were teaching, they were in Antioch, that's verse 35, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. So now you have all these other people that are now witnessing this. And what is what are they being taught as a result? And is it consistent with the teaching and the pattern example set forth in Christ? Or is it screaming opposition? Mm-hmm. What example is it setting? Exactly. Because he said, follow me as I follow Christ, right? And they're supposed to be looking at his pattern and example as he is a father to them. Mm-hmm. And then they go... Well, my daddy cuss, so I should cuss too. When my daddy gets offended, I should be offended too, right? Or I can do this. I can, So what's good for one's clever for two, right? Mm-hmm. As you did it, I can do it, and nobody should be able to say anything, right? And but that's not how the Lord yeah, works. Clearly, we'll brush it under the rug, and then you see there's dividing and dissension. And then Paul has to, later on, through the ministry of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, has to do a lot of work to bring reconciliation and reunite those churches that he ministered to. There's enough division in the flesh all by itself. There's enough coming from the adversary all by itself. Though the people that are coming to God don't need to see the people who are declaring God to them demonstrate those ungodly behaviors as Mm -hmm. well, because they'll go, well, if he's doing it, I'll do it. Which is why Paul later says, don't eat food sacrificed to idols. Because if they see you making that off, you know, that, that action, and they know, you know, it was sacrificed to an idol, then they'll go, okay, I guess I can do that. It's okay. Well, idols are the same thing. Mm-hmm. But in even that, right? Don't eat food sacrificed to idols. That was essentially in the, the letter written that brought joy because mm-hmm. it said, oh, we understand what the Lord is saying in, um, in verse 29, right? Mm-hmm. But if you really study that out, it follows exactly what we had talked about in the Word of the Lord for 2023. Mm-hmm. And, and what happened and what was taught by Balaam, which was, and and the children of Israel, they were taught willful participation in sexual immorality, idolatry, but also 
they had joined themselves or entered into covenant with Baal. Mm -hmm. So they're saying, don't do those things. Just just keep it simple. And Mm -hmm. let the Lord teach and build and go from there. Mm -hmm. And that needs to happen and, and is happening even with us today, moving forward. We're still growing in knowledge and relationship with our Lord and Savior, Mm -hmm. being purified, working those things out of us that don't reflect Him and His nature and character and attributes in our life. Mm -hmm. So allow Mm -hmm. Him, be a willful participant, allowing Him to complete that work that He started in you. Amen, because He's faithful. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close this out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us your provision, Lord, and that your provision gives us everything that we need, Lord, before we even need it, Lord. And, Lord, I also just thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit, Lord, so that we know what we need to do, Lord, before we even need it, Lord, and that we're not coming out of your will. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.